4: Hello
3: and welcome to the 9, 9 podcast. It's Niall and Andrea here with your weekly dose of what's happening in new music. Um, Andrea, how are you?
1: I'm good. Good morning, everybody. Good
3: morning. We're actually doing this on a Friday morning for the first time, maybe ever. And, I think uh, ever. So it's uh, it's all a bit of a novelty. Usually, we do our podcast uh, after the end of every day uh, on Wednesday or on our Thursday, and uh, it's we're usually not as sprightly as this. I would yeah. Say. But we'll I see that, how it I think affects this us. This might
1: be good. I think we we can use this as. Um, As a sample to send into radio stations to give us an official morning show somewhere.
3: Yes, so we were just saying, uh, yeah, you're you're eating barn brack because you're uh, you (laughs) cannot wait for Halloween. It seems
1: I'm eating barn brack. I'm drinking a coffee and I have my pumpkin candle beside me. It's so on
3: so on trend with 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 your brand actually. Like it's. (laughs) Spooky girl autumn.
1: Extremely on brand this morning. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I went for a walk this morning and listened to the new Sufjan Stevens album. Like, it's all it's all happening in Dre right now. And it's nice. It's good. Well, it's
3: funny brand. you should mention Sufjan Stevens because that's the album we're going to be discussing shortly. Um, The Ascension is the new album from Sufjan. A lot of albums out today as of Friday. We're talking uh, the likes of Pillow Queens, which we reviewed last week. Um, Sufjan, obviously, Public Enemy, Sylvan Esso, Action Bronson, Idols as well. Lots of things out to listen to and we're going to be focusing on Sufjan today. Um, Also, what happened last night? um, The Mercury Music Prize uh, was announced. Did you see the winner? No, I didn't. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I <Okay>. actually
1: haven't. <laughs> Will you just tell me everything that happened at the Mercury Fire? Well, see, okay,
3: here's the thing. Because it's <laughs> 2020 and there's no um, public events, uh, it happened on the one show on BBC and that's how it was announced. It was very strange. Um, there was mm. no, like, any sort of gathering at all. It was like, here's... Here's um somebody talking about butterflies and then here's the announcement with Annie Mac. It was like something actually oh. RTE would do uh, with the Choice Music Prize where they right. like shove uh, the choice into some other show or some other radio show. Um, mm. It was very strange to see kind of it relegated like that in, in a way. Um, it's very unusual. I just found it very unusual to be like, oh, look, here's Any Mac on the one show talking about to announce the winner. Um, mm. So what, what, the win- what
1: time did this happen at? Uh,
3: 7 p.m. last night. Oh, oh yeah. OK. So, um, yeah, I don't know. The one show is like the lifestyle magazine kind of like uh, evening show on BBC. It's kind of. You know, if Alan Partridge was a real person, that's what he would be (laughs) um, presenting. Um, But it was very strange. Uh, The winner uh, ended up being uh, Michael Kiwanuka for his album Kiwanuka, which I think is... That's great news. Yeah, I think it's a good shout. It was, uh, as I was saying, I think it was kind of an album that passed me by last year um, because I just didn't get to it till then, really. Mm. But uh, I got a vinyl copy of it this year and I've been listening to it a fair bit I think it's really really good and um, it's a much deserved winner I mean <laughs> winning that winning over the likes of I mean what was on the list was Juleepa's album Julepa. could have been a good shout Laura Marling was on it Porridge Radio mm-hmm. and Sports Team Kano Anna Meredith Georgia Second Trails, another album I really really love uh, Lanterns on the Lake Moses Boyd Charlie XCX Stormzy and then Michael Kiwanuka so
1: I, I, I would have put money there. on Stormzy
3: yeah I mean, I don't think those big commercial albums have ever really seemed to win those kind of prizes. Oh, I suppose actually, really. yeah,
1: that's true. We just
3: had to. As soon as we're recording in the morning, we just had to pause for a second there because I got some post. And uh, one unboxing,
1: is a, unboxing, unboxing, unboxing. <gasps> so we're going to
3: open it in the next few minutes because I have a feeling what it is.
1: Okay.
0: Um,
3: so, so as I was saying, Michael Kiwanuka's album Kiwanuka was the uh, winner of the Mercury Music Prize. I think it very much deserved. It. I looked at the odds. There was odds. Um, just beforehand and he was odds-on favourite to win, so okay, I think that's a fair shout. So.
1: That's good. Uh, yeah, I might, I might go and listen to that album again. I haven't listened to it in months and months and I think I only gave it a couple of listens but I did yeah. really, really like it. So yeah, really glad he won. That's great. Yeah, and um,
3: I think it actually leads into um the, what just appeared at my door, possibly, and leads to my reason to be cheerful this week, mm. which is a brand new album from the band called Salt, which came out last Friday, a surprise release uh, called Untitled Rise. And um, <coughs> I think Michael Kimi was on, this is the fourth album they've done in two years, and the second one this year, they released one in May or June, and this is the second one. So I believe that... um. The uh, what's currently in my hands is actually their <laughs> their album that they released in May. because um, I've been waiting for this all week. So, yes, yeah, so speaking wh- of vinyl, I did get uh the Jaipal vinyl finally, it arrived.
1: And um, the yeah, Jasmine yeah. scent,
3: I don't know, like, I don't know if it's really there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, I'll tell you what happened with me. Yeah, because there was a 15 month delay with this um Jaipal album. It was sent to the address of my old office from which I was made redundant last like almost a year ago. And I just I just didn't realize that I'd ordered it while I was there. So it got sent to that office and a friend of mine who still works there just sent me a photo and was like, did you order a record here? I was like, I did, yeah, yeah. 15 months ago, I did. <laughs> so I still don't have it. It's still, it's now oh, in his house. It? No, oh, it's right, okay. it's in his house now and I'm going to have to wait until I see him to get it off him. It's just such well, a
3: Well, I can tell you it was worth the wait to for the, the smell of jasmine off the record, which is so faint as to be barely <laughs> be the present. But, so, but is,
1: is it there though? I don't know. I feel like or they is just, it?
3: why didn't they just send the cardboard and just leave it at that? I don't know what they <laughs> Like, it's not necessary. <laughs> no. Do you know what they should have done? And this is something that uh, there's an Irish producer called Moving Still who released a uh, EP or a 12-inch uh, last year. And it was called With Oud. And Oud is like a kind of a... It's a, like a fragrance. And he he had a little vial of it with it. And I thought that, that would was make really perfect nice. sense. That yeah. was like a really nice thing. So it turns out it is the Salt album that arrived.
1: Yay. Um,
3: so this is... They had Salt as an album that... Um, well, untitled um was released in uh, in June, and then on Friday last they released a the second one of the year, another actually brilliant album, and uh, they that album has been because it was a surprise and I didn't know it was coming. It's been giving me a lot of joy this week. It's it's a bit more upbeat than this one, and um, very much like if you need if you want music of the time but don't want to be maybe brought down by it mm. I think the Salt album is a good shout because it's very much about Black Lives Matter and uh, uh, the black struggle uh, but also it's quite the new one especially is a bit more has a bit more disco vibes to it even though it's like they're trying to escape a bit and a bit of escapism um, mm-hmm. I think it's a brilliant album and so I'm glad to get
1: this
4: one that looks well. lovely that looks yeah. very
1: nice very colourful on the inside yeah lovely lovely album so there we go
2: Cause I needed you yesterday, let it get you up around Don't need a hero anyway, although I really like your style Don't need a hero anyway, even though you changed my mind Cause I needed you yesterday, let it get you up around
3: salt album that's my reason to be cheerful this week and what what timing Um,
1: timing? my reason to be cheerful this week is that I um, I just I put up the Halloween decorations (laughs) (laughs) you did not I I did I put them up on Wednesday. (laughs) i i just i've i've had enough now i've had enough of waiting um (laughs) it's it it, this is early even for me um it was the yeah the 23rd i put them up and the place looks great i've got little skeletons i've got little pumpkins little ghosts they're all up and they're bringing me so much joy especially in the evenings and i light all the candles um and i'm starting to make my spooky October like film list of all the films I want to watch um the night that I put them up I watched Ghost it was just it was a great time and you know time is a funny thing especially this year so if you want to put up your Halloween decorations just put them up if you want to put up your Christmas decorations (laughs) put them up nothing matters nothing matters so just find joy where you can and I find joy in having brack and pumpkins and um just nice things
3: Speaking of finding joy, I think um, I've obviously been missing the club and going out a lot, so much so that last Friday when I was at home, I just, <laughs> I got some of my tube lights that I have that are like, you know, can respond to sound and I put them up and I just listened to tunes uh, all night. And You had a disco? I had a little like sit down private disco in my, in my living room, yeah. I love um, that, that's it great. It was just... Playing good tunes and, and downloading some stuff that I wanted. And, uh, yeah, listen, I watched a couple of... There's a John Talibot uh, boiler room that I love from uh, Viva festival. Just, like, amazing tunes. And most of them I can't find the titles of or anything like that. You can't just them. Nobody's found IDs for them. It's just, like, you just don't know what they are. There's, like, a song from Miami Vice on it that I'm just, like... I don't know what this is, but it's cool as fuck. Like, there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on. You're like, I don't know what this is. So it's a real proper, like, exploratory DJ site because you don't even know what the music is half the time. So really enjoying that. That was was a nice thing. I think it was really, like, felt because... Tonight was supposed to be the night I was supposed to be DJing in Hang Dye before the restrictions were brought in last week. So I was really feeling it last week when at the lockdown level three was announced um, for myself. I was just like, I just want to go and play some tunes somewhere that the music is loud. And uh, I think that's kind of like being my theme this week is just a lot of that kind of feeling. And um, we we aren't going to be doing Um, a Lumo live stream this month because I think we all just the three of us just need a break and also we all wanted to be in the same room because lockdown we can't again and we're just like you know what we're going to go into Tengu maybe next month and do a private thing and just like do a live stream there Uh, just because even for ourselves we want to be in a club and I guess I was kind of underestimating the time it takes to uh, set up those kind of events those live stream events like a whole afternoon set up in a green screen and stuff like that and then Mm you know actually playing and then putting bringing it all down and you're just like i just want to play some tunes somewhere nice i you know, know so I know. that's what i'm currently thinking about a lot um but i i uh, have booked a couple of tickets for gigs upcoming as well and uh, nilo has announced uh, three uh socially distant workman's club gigs to a console and as an as album
1: and an album to so excited again. for that i um, can't wait so, for that
3: yeah so i bought a i bought a two tickets to that I'm going to CMAT which I bought ages ago Mm. um and I think I have something else on the line somewhere um anyway just nice to see some sort of small gigs coming back hopefully we'll be able to go to the mall yeah have you thought about going to any of those events
1: no I'm I'm still because I live a good bit out of town I don't really like getting the bus um so I'm I'm sort of just waiting a little bit I would love to see CMAT um But it just it didn't work out at the time when when it was time to buy the tickets. I was still a bit nervous about going into the city centre. So I didn't. But it's okay, It's fine. I I hope people start doing a few live streams again um, because I was enjoying those. Um, I know that um, Denise Chyla and Sorka Richardson Merlin and god knows are doing something in the national concert hall um, yeah this sunday this sunday so i'll definitely check that out i think it is ticketed um so but i mean i i that, that's the thing about those things like there's no it's not gonna sell out i don't think because it's like <laughs> no it can't. you can just everyone can watch it so it's great yeah so I'll, I'll probably watch that this weekend and um maybe have myself a little disco um uh, while while watching that,
3: yeah, there's another thing on Saturday. There's a good few. We, I started doing the live stream. Uh, uh, recommended events, kind of a uh, roundups again, because mm. uh, there's a number this week. There's a got to tell you the Irish pop in a pandemic with by our friend, uh, Lou Brew, who's bringing together C Mat, Pure Grand, Jack Rua and Blood Woman for a Music Town event. Which oh, is brilliant! Be broadcast on Saturday night at eight pm. Um, again, that's another. I think it's a tenner for a ticket. Um, there's also, uh, yeah, Denise Trotter, God knows Marley and all friends as part of the National Concert Hall, Imagining Ireland series on Sunday. Um, I'm, yeah, I think after a bit of fatigue with some of the live stream stuff, I've seen a couple of really nice ones and one which I'll talk about in a bit because it's one of the songs of the week this week. Mm. Um, but yeah, we'll get to that. Um, cool. But yeah, it's good to see. I think and it's nice that people are, you know, I've, I've... I've, I've Given some money to some live events and live streams I'm around and it's nice I think it's nice just a nice feeling to be able to support people
1: it is I I think so too I think it's important
3: to do it if you can absolutely okay we're going to talk album of the week our album of the week this week is from Sufjan Stevens it is called The Ascension first album five years and the eighth overall let's play a bit of a track called Tell Me You Love Me now and we'll come back and discuss the origins of the album
0: I feel the darkness on my
3: Right, that was Sufjan Stevens. The album is called The Ascension. A bit of background, I guess, to this album. Um, It's much more synth and drum machine driven uh, than previous releases from Sylvain, although he did have a instrumental album earlier this year that kind of might lead to some of this kind of music. Uh, he told The Quietus um, around The Ascension in an interview, and there are no stories, no characters, nothing representational, no metaphor, no self-mythology. I like the messages. Uh, I feel like the messages must be clear, coherent, almost editorial. He described this as editor- his lush editorial pop album. Um and I guess for context, what has he been doing in the last couple of years? We had um the last album that really was a big release for him was uh, Carrie and Lowell and an album about his uh, uh mother and uh, partner, and then. I guess the other thing about that, like he's been releasing on Asthmatic Kitty for a long long time, the label, independent label, and that label is co-run by uh, Lowell, right? Isn't that who this is? Yeah. Oh, yes. His dad, his uh, stepdad. So um, there's quite a lot going on in terms of like personal stuff there with with that album. I think this album feels to be a very different um, (coughs) release compared to that kind of thing like i said lush editorial pop album a lot of the reasons why it forms drum machines and synths was that he had to move out of his studio in brooklyn i think it was and a lot of the uh, instruments went into storage and as they were in storage he was playing a lot with drum machines and synths that he had instead so this is maybe why the last couple of things we've heard from sufian have been this kind of vibe um Andrea, anything you'd like to add about Sufyan as a uh, as an Uber fan?
1: Um, yeah, I think Su- Sufyan is one of those artists who I tend to place a lot of trust in him and if I don't if I don't quite get something right away, I'm sort of I'm sort of okay with it. Like I remember with Age of Ads, which was um, another sort of electronically driven album um and was a little bit more detached lyrically than the likes of um like uh come, come on field the illinois or carrion lowell um it took me a while to kind of come around to that because i had been used to a certain thing with sofian but i think i i trust him so much that um i i sort of trust that i i will come around to something do you know that kind of way um this album I don't know if I agree with what he says there uh, what he said to the quiet is there that it's not that it's not a personal album that there aren't any characters I I, I think, think he's the character Yeah I mean I I I find this to be quite the like in itself quite a character study um from, from, from one end of the album to another, there's definitely a journey and he, he is an artist who tends to make, um, conceptual pieces. Like he's, it's kind of his thing. Um, and I, I think that this is, I mean, it, it mightn't be on, on, on first listen, as conceptual as you might that as as it actually is i think that's my own interpretation of it but i i think it is actually quite a conceptual album about faith and loss and america and politics and how all of those things kind of intertwine within um the kind of complex contradictions that come with being an american christian who is not aligned with how american christianity is kind of playing out at the moment um, if that makes sense I think mm-hmm. that's a fair statement
3: um, yeah it seems like the for me here the character is himself and uh, how he is reacting to what's going on around him um, and yeah I think you know it's quite as you would expect maybe not really exact, but he's done it before with previous albums like Seven Swans there's been a lot of you know religious energy, religious phrasing, um, a lot of like he ha- I think what he see- what he say what he when he's saying it's an editorial lush editorial pop-up keys I mean his lyrics are more direct than mm. they've ever been before. And he says, um, every song title on the album is a cliche. I decided to embrace catchphrases and cliches and figures of speech. Instead of being benign platitudes, I felt like they could speak for deeper wisdoms and act. As beacons that we work through all these issues, there have been a lot of loss of trust in institutions, and governments and society and corporations. All of that has been called to question. I felt like I couldn't really speak for all these issues objectively or abstractively or on a macro level, so I decided to just start writing a declarative statements, keeping it really, really simple. Mm. So that does kind of make sense why. But I think musically here, there's a lot going on. I found this a bit of an Everest this week. I was, this is my Everest. I was like trying to listen to this all week and I just, and I don't know if I was ever in the mood for it, but I just find it hard, I found it quite exhausting and quite expansive and difficult to burn myself into it. It is 80 minutes long, hmm. um, which is quite long. It is uh, 15 songs in total. A lot of very busy um, electronic um, instrumentation and arrangements. It's kind of, if you were to uh, succinctly uh, sum up the sound of this album, I would say it's kind of electronic orchestral hymns. It's kind of has mm. that vibe to it. Um, it's it changes between songs. It goes from quite industrial uh, beats to you know quite soaring kind of gospel uh, choir vocals. Um, in many ways, it does. It is like. It is analogous to uh, the age of ads because it's has it's quite large and grandiose in lots of ways but I think musically it's 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 much or lyrically it's much more uh, personal mm. here and um yeah I just I did I don't know I don't I actually don't know how I feel about this whole thing I just I found it quite hard to listen to all the way through and maybe that's because um I've been having a up and down week myself and Mm. one of these songs Ativan is uh, about uh, Ativan as a drug for the treatment of anxiety and insomnia. And I was like, um, this song is <laughs> quite anxious itself
4: <laughs> yeah it's like,
3: yeah there's a lot of those kind of like ooh, yeah it's not very It it's not very you know a lot of a lot of um Sufjan's music can be quite soothing uh, even though it's addressing quite big topics and or um you know uh, difficult topics um mm. and there's very few of those moments here where you're really like I'd say um what song is it um the Ascension, the title track itself, um, it's more kind of traditional and it kind mm. of is, feels like a traditional Sufyan song. And I think for that, it is very beneficial. Um, I it's something I get out of it. I get it. Then there's a lot of songs here that kind of seem, there's a couple of songs here that reference. Lamentations is an interesting one. It's like, mm. that's Mad World by Gary Jules, right? Like that, that's what that melody is. Oh, it's right? that, that intention that's that, so close that it's that's like, not
1: something that I picked up on actually, right? Um, but now that you mention it and I'm thinking of how it goes, I can probably hear that,
3: yeah, because his voice is quite similar to Gary Jules and the way that he sings it as well, mm.
4: <laughs>
3: yeah. Um, I just, yeah, there's a few of those kind of moments where I was like, is this supposed to be like this? Is this supposed to reference this song? Uh, although one of the references I don't think uh, Sufam would be going for, but uh. <laughs> um, which one is it uh, oh Goodbye to All That um, which is a song named after Joan Didion's 1967 essay about leaving New York is melodically very similar to a very surprising song which is a <laughs> a Line song called In a Perfect World <laughs> so
1: <laughs> I those kind of things can, I would not expect we can probably let Sufyan away from that one I yeah, imagine so. I think he the other hasn't one maybe, heard the
3: Code Line song no, yeah but it, it was just like oh that's the same melody as the chorus of that Code Line song that's always on yeah. the uh, reality TV or like pop idol songs
1: yeah um, so I, I think like, like yourself I did find this a difficult listen um, at times throughout the week because just because of you know, gestures broadly at the world and at self. Maybe I, I didn't need music that would heighten my my anxiety, but I think that there's absolutely a space for for that kind of for that kind of music if you are in the right headspace. So, I mean, I I went out this morning for a run with this album because I just wanted to kind of listen to it in a different context outside of my bedroom and just like out amongst the, the world and the people and the dogs and yeah, some something in it actually clicked with me this morning that, that hadn't just yet. Um, that like there was, there was a few songs on it that I did ke- keep going back to throughout the week that, that I really like. Um, let, let me see which ones they are. I have them written down here now somewhere. Um, but I mean the, I, th- I I think I mean, like I was saying at, at the beginning of our chat about the album, I think that e- even though I found it difficult to listen to during the week, I never really lost that trust in him because I I know that these are great songs, but I also know that they're coming from a place of like quite serious existential um, anguish, I suppose. And that's never really going to be a an easy listen. I mean, we've known Sufyan as a believer and as a Christian in his previous work. um, And I think that uh, uh, what, what he has done before with his Christianity is kind of celebrate it in a way that is accessible for people who aren't um, religious, but also likens it to love and to nature and to things that are, that are actually kind of universal. Um, But I think On on this album, we're we're actually being given insight into the work that's involved um, with being a believer or 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 a Christian or, or a religious person. Like how how does one make sense of a religion and a God that has in America been co opted by? a faction of politics that spreads hate and exclusion Um, and that's a a historical thing as well and I mean that's something that I think he's grappling with now and it seems like he's there are moments on this album where I think that he's actually turning to a a, a kind of an individualism which is surprising Um, I mean like he's some of the lyrics on, on, on tell me you love me Um, My love, I've lost my faith in everything. Tell me you love me anyway. Um, and it, it, it is really quite heavy, but I think, I think the directness in the lyrics really helped me to, to understand that a bit more because I'm not a religious person. I don't, I don't go, go in for all of that. I, I can kind of take, take what he's saying. Um, like, because they're slightly cliche, um, it's, it's helping me to understand his, his viewpoint from, from a place where I can understand it. Do you know what I mean? Does does that make sense? Um, and I think that, I mean, he is direct and open about his doubts. And I think that there are moments on the album where he comes back around again. Um, and it is really dizzying. It's kind, it's kind of like you're sitting with somebody who's having a, a deep crisis of self and a deep crisis of belief. Um, and just trying to get it out and i think while it's while it's sometimes difficult i think it is at times so so rewarding um like that that song i mentioned there tell me you love me there's there's a point towards the end of the song before the outro where the lyrics shift to i'm going to love you anyway And just like the music swells, and all of these, um, all of this amazing kind of vocal harmonies come in, and it's it is genuinely such a moving moment um, of of hope on an album that is kind of not really that hopeful. Um, And and I loved that, and I I, I think like like you said the, uh, the the ascension, which is I think by by a country mile the best song on the album. Like yeah, I think it's it's so beautiful and so heartbreaking. Like those those lyrics, um, now it strikes me far too late again that I was asking far too much of everyone around me. Um, that I should answer for myself as the that I should answer for myself as the ascension falls upon me. And I think that that shift to individualism is it's completely understandable from his viewpoint. Um so I think that that shift to individualism is understandable from a person from a viewpoint of like he's he's never really come out and said like I am a Catholic or I am a this he's just I, I I think he takes learnings and teachings from a lot of different aspects of Christianity and a lot of different aspects of different religions and I think here in in the ascension he's just sort of Turning a bit inwards and searching and trying to find what his own philosophy and what his own theology is, and I think he does it so so well. Um, and it's it, it's a beautiful melody. It's definitely the most Sufyan song on the album, um, and I I found it really, I I found it really comforting. And I mean, especially at a time when. All we can kind of do is is like we we have this kind of weighty sense of individualism on our own actions now. Like we can, yes, we can worry about the pandemic in a in a broad sense, but the only thing we really have control over is uh, w- what our actions are and what we are doing. And I think while Sofiane is 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 is, co- is coming at that idea from a completely different angle, um, it definitely feeds into that kind of um idea that it's not necessarily selfishness to look out for yourself. Um, and I like that. I like that a lot. Um, I, I think that, that, um, that song is absolutely stunning. And there's, there's a few on it that I do really, really like. I love um, Make Me an Offer I Cannot Refuse, the, the opening track. Um, I think it sets up the the album really well. Um there's, there's a lot of kind of despondent lyrics here as well. Like, uh, show me the face of all of my dreams. Was it all for nothing? Make me an offer. I cannot refuse. I move like the ghost of a hazardous demon. Like there is a lot of these kind of very religious, but kind of, um, um, unsettling Im- imagery. Um, and I, think I'm kind of okay with that and um, I think when where, where the album kind of drags for me or not drags but where I find it difficult are the songs where I don't get to hear a lot of him and it's and it's very kind of drudgy heavy on the on the music side of things I think that yeah, his, it is quite heavy in a lot of ways it is very it downbeat.
3: is and um, it is quite busy as well and mm. Sometimes he, I feel like he's gonna be I think one of the things here that like when it gets a goodbye to all that, what's so noticeable is like that lyric, obviously it's inspired by the Joan Didion essay. So here I am alone in my car and you're like, whoa, what's going on here? You're like, all of a sudden there's, he's painting a picture and a scene and you're like, mm-hmm. um, it just seems, feels so jarring compared to what's been going on because it's like, it's kind of like the old Sufjan, it's like here's a character here's a study here's a place here's a thing you like you know crying yeah. in your car crying in your van um and here you're he alone in the car and you're like all of a sudden you get a sense of place where everything about this album is um internal and it's unmoored from a kind of location and it doesn't really feel like yeah it doesn't really it's it's more concerned with what's been happening within and and using mm. a lot of language like um you know, a lot of religious languages, especially, especially fill me with the blood of Jesus, clean my plate till he receives us, separate the colors from the black. Um, how do you find uh, the video game fits into this? I,
1: I, I had a funny feeling that it would make a lot more sense to me in the context of the, of the album. And it really, really does. I I, I get it now. I think. Yeah. Um, it's, it's relatively
3: simple, I think, compared to a lot of what's going on here, which is why it maybe jars me a bit. Mm. You know, it's like I, it's like a it's
1: almost like a bop. It's like as as you yeah, a feel, You know, it's like it's, this is strange. It's a slight moment of like musical levity, but I think the the lyrics are just as um are just as critical of um of the kind of the outer world as as a lot of the rest of it is. Like I think Yeah, it just it, it makes a lot more sense to me. It makes sense where it is on the album as well, because it is that kind of You know, we're looking at relatively surface level things like celebrity culture and idolizing, like creating idols out of humans. And while while that is a very deep kind of religious uh, argument, it is also something that we can just, you know, open a open a magazine. Is that that an outdated reference Do people still open celebrity magazines (laughs) or we can just go on to our our Instagram uh, recommended page and, you know, that that kind of thing. And um, it's something that, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's relatable to all, you know, um, and, but it's also in pure Sofian style, um, relatable to people who have had um, religious crises in their lives as well. So, yeah, it's, I, I think it's, it's ultimately like quite a rewarding album. It's quite a complex album. I don't, I, I, I read a few, um I read a few reviews of it who say that you know the language is a lot more simple and direct and I don't I don't really buy that I actually think that the the lyrics in this the lyrics in this are the best thing about it and it's I mean I, I, I don't think Sophia Stevens is ever simple and direct. Like there's always so many layers to what it is that he's saying. He doesn't use a word here that is um, that's by mistake or by accident. Um, And I think that there's there's really a lot to to delve into with these lyrics. If you can. If you can get it at a time when you're kind of existentially feeling OK, it's a it's an amazing album to listen to from start to finish. And I mean, the, the reward you get at the end with Ascension and America. And I mean, yeah, we haven't even talked about America, which is the the 12, 12 minute and 30 second um, album closer, which is just it it's. It's such a journey in itself, you know, it's a journey within a journey. And I think it's it's the perfect closer for this album. Um I I do think that it is long, um, but I don't I don't mind that. I don't mind it at all. There there are probably some songs I'd take <laughs> off it, but it's a I love d-
3: it's, you have to put some work into this one for sure. Yeah, uh, I mean uh, I I don't think s- to do so.
1: Yeah, I don't think Sophia Stevens like should be concerned with making like tight 10-track albums for consumption kind of thing. I think he just he just doesn't make that kind of music. He Yeah, but he did suggest
3: music... that's kind of what he was doing in advance of this one, as if, like, you know... Yeah, but kind of in that.
1: his own special way, like... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it's an
3: 80-minute-long so... album, and you're, like, the best song is, like, 65 minutes in.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't mind that, though. I, th- I feel there's a sense of reward when you get to it. It's like, oh, you've, you've listened this far... Here's here's a little treat for you. Here's a song that sounds like one of my oldies. You know, um, what do you think of the? Do do you hear the Ariana Grande influence here? <laughs> or? No,
3: I think that was uh, just uh, it was quickly deleted because it was obviously <laughs> not correct. No. Uh, I don't know where that came from, and that was I'm going to blame Gorilla vs Bear for that one.
1: Yeah. So, uh, d- oh, another thing about this album is that I I do sort of miss. Um, having some um more foregrounded female backing vocals or duet sounding vocals uh, on this because that's something that I definitely associate with his sound um and I think that he he uses that to bring really interesting and new perspectives to a song um and I I did miss that a little bit because this is very much just Sufyan kind of yeah, pitching himself Yeah it definitely up and feels down. like
3: he made this on his own without like almost anyone hearing it for yeah. until it was finished um, yeah, and perhaps that's true. Um, mm. He's that kind of artist that could do that. Mm. Um, but yes, yeah, certainly a, a as with all Sufjan albums, another to explore and spend time with, and um, get what you want out of it if you want to put the time in. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'll be going back to this so soon because I've spent a lot of time with it this week. Mm. Um, but maybe in a, in a while, I'll I'll come back to it. There's a lot to listen to this week. A lot to listen to. Um, True. I will so have do
1: you, uh, at this point in time, do you like this album?
3: I honestly don't know if I can answer that question. And that's why I think I struggled with it all week because I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. I don't know mm. if I like this. I don't know if I'm enjoying this. I don't know... And that's why I found it quite a tough one this week. Mm. Sometimes I'm not in the mood for these Did things. you... You feel, like, you feel like you have to formulate a, a, a an end opinion and I don't mm. feel like I have one here
1: yet. I feel like we landed similarly um, on the Tom York album, Anima, that I, I, I absolutely adored, but it was so hard going that we, we both found it really, really difficult to listen to. But I think we just landed... Uh, D- differently on it like after the fact yeah Is I sometimes need
3: maybe I just need a few more weeks with, mm. with or more listens and more spaced out listens and I think that's fair I mean the nature of, of reviewing an album I think you know even if you've had it for two weeks sometimes you're just not quite ready to um, yeah. give a full report on it and yeah. I think that's okay so I think so too yeah okay let's play a bit of The Ascension why not
0: Old, glorious in its bad, but the
3: Right, that was Sufjan Stevens' uh, album. It's called The Ascension. That was the title song from it. That was our album of the week this week. As I mentioned, uh, other albums out this week include Idols, uh, Pillow Queens, which we reviewed last week. Um, And anyone who joined our Patreon this week would also have got an exclusive... Exclusively listen to uh, Child of Prague from the album uh, A Day in Advance. And um, just uh, a little extra bonus for you there. Um, so we'll be doing more of those kind of things soon. Um, so yeah, uh, patreon.com forward slash 909. I appreciate all your support. Um, and Keen Kavna also has a Dog Person, <laughs> which I, I love the title of. Um, out this week, uh, Full Lent on Soft Boy Records as well. There's also new albums from uh, Esso and many, many more. I think uh, next week we have the likes of Roshi and Murphy uh, releasing an album. Um, I think that's the main one. I've I've, I've actually listened to that one, and <clears throat> I've been enjoying it so far. So uh, look, loads. As we were just saying there, there's a lot of things going on. Public Enemy had a new album out this week. So there you go. It's all happening. mental week. Mental week. all happening. Right, it's time for songs of the week. Our first song this week is from Soda Blonde. It is called Love Me World. It's
2: Virtual connection is not appealing. Will you be my open love? And when it gets too tough, I'll give you away. Be the bullet.
3: Okay, uh, that was Soda Blonde. The song is called "Love Me World." Um, they are one of the bands who did a uh, live stream gig this week. Actually, I did tune in and watch it. I don't know where it was from, but I was very impressed. It was, it was, it was like it looked like a a workman's kind of vibe, but like a fancy workman's place. A uh, bit more. It was like somewhere on the keys. It looked to something like that, like a fancy hotel almost. Maybe it was one of those plays, I don't know but uh very good uh, it was obviously a pre-record but it looked really good and um it was and they played like eight songs including this it was kind of a launch for this song um which probably me to kind of go back and listen to their isolation content EP and the first few things they've uh, released obviously sold blonde uh, are four of the five members of little green cars um and came back under this new name uh, late last year, uh, referencing the likes of Fleetwood Mac and things of that ilk um, in their sound. And uh, I really like this song a lot. I think it's 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 got that lovely hook. It's got that lovely... Um, yeah, it's very memorable. I found myself singing this this week. Uh, and I also must say the live show was very impressive. And uh, Faye, the singer, um, wearing a big red um plastic dress in it looked brilliant as well so you know they're doing great things
1: that's good i i don't i don't know this band that much i know like i know kind of their their history and how they formed and stuff but um i think this might be like probably one of the only songs i've listened to of theirs and i really really like it um it's it's kind of a little bit 80s at times um which i like yeah i'm definitely going to be Listening to more of this band, is there a is there an album? Um, there's one forthcoming, which will be out next year, I believe. And uh, okay, yeah,
3: there's an EP and a few singles as well. So cool, They're gonna seven, become a fan maybe. before then. Yeah, I would urge you, yeah, go and listen to the Isolation EP. I think it's uh, some really good stuff on it. There's a couple of really good songs on it, particular. Um, cool. yeah that's really good. Um, so our next track is uh, another album that was out this week from Fleet Foxes, mm. as um, they they must be. They, you must chime well with uh, with uh, Flea Foxes considering the album Shore was released on the autumn equinox and it is yeah. dry season it is uh, autumn season so um, I feel like this is your kind of vibe uh, this is uh, the opening track from the album Shore called Wading in Waste High Water
4: Summer
3: So that was the opening track from Fleet Foxes' album. Sure, I obviously, it doesn't have Robin Pecknold re- singing that song. It is a uh, uh, Wade Akir who sings on that one. That's the um, opening track. But nice setting scene for a very autumnal album. Uh, Fleet Foxes are a very autumnal band, and like you're just saying there, you turn on the heat this week.
1: Yeah, I put we put Perfect on the heat timing. yesterday. Yeah, because it was so funny. Because er- earlier in the day, I was like, "Okay, guys," to to my housemates, I was like, "Place bets now. What date is the heat going on for the first time?" And then like, cut to three or four hours later, we were like, "It's today. We're doing it today. We're putting on the heat today. <laughs> it is freezing." You planted the um, seed. Yeah, 100%. Um, Yeah, no, you're dead right about the Fleet Foxes autumnal vibe thing. I I do really, really like this band. I've I've never gone like full in on them, but I I used to listen to them a lot. So when when I saw this album was released this week, I I was very excited by that. I haven't listened to the album yet. I've only listened to this song um, just because I've been so like trying to get my head around Sufjan. I was like, I don't need to introduce another thing (laughs) this week. So I'll probably listen to this like over the weekend and stuff maybe go for like a nice walk with it but i really like what i hear so far with this i, th- I think it's kind of brave to do an opening track without your lead singer um, yeah well
3: it does lead into the uh, the next song which uh, robin is on mm. um and i've had a I, I haven't heard the whole thing i don't think but i've heard a good a lot of it it's it's very nice it's very autumnal it? it's very like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm going to light the fire and uh, Eat a leaf. lie around. <laughs> I, I I booked a chimney sweep for my house this week. That's where <gasps> oh I'm at. Oh my gosh.
1: I love it. Uh, That's so nice.
3: There, It's a busy season for the chimney sweeps. They it They can't come for another two weeks.
1: I don't have a chimney. I wish I had a chimney.
3: Yeah, I might be putting on the heat today as well myself. <laughs> I, lo- I like a
1: chimney sweep. Um, but yeah, I am really excited to listen to this album. I think the, the first track off it there... Um, bodes bodes well. A nice album to go for a walk with, I imagine. Um, Just good vibes. It's a nice little, you know, I think a lot of people are finding it hard that, you know, yet another season is changing and we're still in this weird timeline. Um, But it is really nice at this time of year to lean in to folk music. (laughs) Hika. Get very Hika. Yeah, I I find it helps. Uh, Light a candle, put up your Halloween decorations. Fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) So this
3: is Fleet Fox's first album since 2017's Crack Up. Um, I think because quarantine and lockdown happened, actually it Forced um, the man to kind of finish it really. Um, 15 songs, 35 minutes, recorded between Hudson, New York, Paris, Los Angeles, Long Island, and New York City itself from September 2018 to September 2020. So he just really finished it. Um, uh, Grizzly Bears, Chris Bears involved, Hamilton Lighthouser, Kevin Morby's on this no, as well. What? what? Yeah. Are you and serious? Yes, I'm, I'm not lying. This is like, oh this is voice. why I'm like, it's, it's made for you. Oh. And the sample of Brian Wilson is on it as well. So,
4: what? Uh, (laughs) Oh my god
1: There's
3: lots of things Oh Hamilton (gasps) Lighthizer And his family Are on it That's who it is on it
1: (laughs) Oh this is great news Oh my god This is fantastic Okay great That's my weekend sorted
3: Yeah (laughs) Brilliant (laughs) There you go I'm beaming. Go. Another <laughs> reason to be cheerful.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
3: um, very good. That is uh, Fleet Foxes. And sure, uh, that song is called Waiting in Waste High Water. Now it's time for the return of Sea Matt. It is I Want to Be a Cowboy, Baby. If there's any artist this year uh, in Ireland that has done great things for herself um, and uh, appear on the scene, I think C-Matt, among the likes of Denise Chyla um, and the Mary Wallopers, are uh, prime names for who have really made an impact this year. Um, Mm. C-Matt, formerly of the band Bad Sea, now back as a solo artist. Uh, Is this a song that you love? Is this yes. the one? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I thought so.
1: Okay. Yeah, I I mentioned the song. I, I think when um another day KFC came out, I had mentioned that there was also this song, and I think at that point it was already removed from YouTube. But this was a song that I like. She, I think she used to write and record in a yoga studio, um. So I think she'd spend like the first half of her booking writing the song and then the second half recording it and she, she put this one up and I I love this song. I love, love, love the lyrics in it. It's, it's definitely, um, it's definitely like somewhat different to the ones that she's put out so far, but it still has that, that humor that just leads into that absolute devastation. Like, I mean, I can't think of anything, like more sad yet more funny than the lyric always the cowboy never the cow like that's but it's uh, like it's so heart wrenching but oh, it's so funny at the same time like she's really really just clicked in to her sound and her voice as well um and i again like with the other two tracks she's put out this is how I imagined it sounding like she I I think the songwriting itself is so good that even when you listen to her do that acoustic version having never heard what the full production is going to sound like you kind of like she, she gets across what she wants with it and I think that this sounds really really fantastic um I love it. I think it's great. Like, Seamat, like, I, I'm a broken record with Seamat. Like, I, I think she's she's one of uh, Ireland's most interesting artists. Um, yeah, we'll get c- her on the podcast to
3: speak for herself sometime soon.
1: Yeah, so. definitely. Yeah, she's fantastic. She's ver- very funny, very open um, and very, very, very talented girl. Yeah, she's great. Good. Woman, sorry. woman. Also, a
3: really, uh, a good song. I mean, an- a song that is inspired by a mine, um, is pretty good. So, you know.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the song, is inspired by a vine of a man in a playground who just wants to be the cowboy. So if, if you look up, I want to be a cowboy. I'll I play, play the audio here. Actually. Oh, you have it? Oh, fantastic.
0: cowboy, baby. I want to be a
4: cowboy, baby.
3: <laughs> I <laughs> Uh, inspired by six seconds of uh, something like that. So, yeah. Brilliant. That's a really good outcome. I mean, you see, you can get inspiration from anywhere. These anywhere those, at so. all. Why not even a vine? And and speaking of uh, social media um, platforms, our final song of the week is uh, a, a band called Magdalena Bay, who um, I discovered on TikTok.
1: <laughs> Nile.
3: Yeah, I know, right? Um, Do you have TikTok? I do have TikTok because I have to be down with the kids and see what's going on. But uh, this came up, actually, uh, it was a Gorilla versus Bear feature um, acting out of bay a lot. And they had a really interesting little like video Uh, really well put together about copyright infringement and sync Mm. licensing and stuff like that and uh, composition versus recording.
2: Hi, I'm in a band called Magdalena Bay and last week a brand named used one of our songs for an Instagram ad without our permission. That's illegal. So today we're going to talk about something called sync licensing.
3: I just thought it was cool and then I went and listened to the songs and I was like, this is fun. I like this. This is just something, you know, something brand new. They're in LA Duo. Uh, let me just play the song first, the most recent one. This is called Wow. wow. Okay, right, Magdalena Bay basically um, are Mika Tenenbaum and Matthew Lewin and L.A.G.O. Uh, what I like about them is basically like a more indie Charlie XCX kind of vibe. Uh, a really fun TikTok account if you're looking for how musicians should to do TikToks um, if you're into that kind of thing. Uh, but also some really bright and fun DIY kind of pop videos as well, music videos. And to be honest, it was a bit of a brightness this week just to see something like this and be like, ah, somebody's having fun and uh i enjoyed uh the vibe that they were putting across in both their TikToks and their music and i appreciate it very much so yeah look sometimes you just need a, a bit of a silly fun uh indie pop lift and that's what they provided magdalena uh, bay is the name of the band and that song is called wow
2: wow wow
3: so, what else has been going on with you? What's been, uh, what have you, have you been reading any books or watching anything um, yeah. of interest this week?
1: I have been reading some books. Um, I read the new Catelyn Moran book, which is called, um, I can't remember what it's called. It's not how to be a woman, it's not how to build a girl. I'll find it now. Uh, but it's basically, um, so C- Catelyn Moran. Uh, brought out a book called How to Be a Woman, and it was a lot of I think white women and white girls' first introduction to feminism about a decade ago or so. And this is this is the follow up, um, in which she is kind of talking about feminism from the point of view of uh middle age. And it's really good. I reviewed it. I think the review is going to be out in the Business Post this Sunday. If you're interested in it, Um, but I I really enjoyed it. Um, Catlin Moran has been um, she is a bit contentious in feminist circles. I don't agree about everything she does. Don't believe I don't agree with everything she says. And she's had some kind of slip ups in the past. Um, But I think I think she probably tries her best. Um, and she is very, very funny. And I, 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 I do quite like her. Um, please don't come at me if, um, if, if, if you don't, because I I don't have the energy to argue. Um, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting book. Um, I also read, uh, Jane Fonda has a book out about, um, climate change and, uh, how she, so she basically, she read Greta Thunberg's, um, or no, rather she, she saw what Greta Thunberg was doing with, um, her, her climate strikes and all of the activism that she was doing. And, uh, Jane Fonda, who was like living and working in LA at the time was like, okay, I'm going to actually move to Washington DC. And every Friday I'm going to do a thing called fire drill Fridays where I, me and my friends and different activists and things, um, take part in some, um, Civil disobedience and get arrested and to try to try and um, draw attention to the climate crisis. And the book's really good, actually. It's it's about like why she did that. There's a bit of her history of being a being a, a very kind of political a, a political activist as well. Like I mean, she's going back to like the Hanoi Jane thing in in the seventies. And um, then also crucially for for, for the book, it, it it breaks down the Green New Deal into really accessible understandable um actions that need to be taken and it has a lot of input and essays from um climate activists and scientists and and, and things like that so i really really recommend it actually it's great i know like like it, it is a celebrity book and that but i think she, she she's good at just like getting things across in quite a simple way and if you like jane fonda you'll like her voice in this book um, so yeah, recommend that, and don't think I've read anything else actually. Um, those are the two that I was reading. But so I watched, I watched Ghost. Um, I rewatched Ghost. Um, which is, I think, just one of my favorite films ever. I absolutely love Ghost. Um, and I think, like, ha- have you seen it? Anna? Uh yeah, not for a long time. I think, like, no matter how many times I watch it, because that that was a, a film I would have watched a lot with my mom when I was younger. Um. No matter how many times I watch it I like you just really do forget how funny Whoopi Goldberg is in it like it is it's completely her film like she's so so funny so I really enjoyed that Watched that on Wednesday when we put up the the Christmas or the the, the Halloween decorations rather and um, then last night uh, continuing on the films that I watched as a child that weren't films for children but I loved anyway uh, I watched Speed with Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock um and it's genuinely like just one of my favorite films and I I just forgotten how good it is it's good it's fun, so good isn't it? it's good fun it's such good fun and like all of uh, everyone's having so much fun in it like what's what's your man's name who plays the villain in it I can't remember his name um he's like he's like the bomber guy he's like put the yeah, bomber like, and in. In Speed? Oh, he's so good. He's such a good villain. Um, and yeah. <laughs> Hopper. so good. Um, yeah, the thing that I'd forgotten that is so good in it is the music in it is so, so good. And I was watching it and I was like, if, if I close my eyes and if, or rather if somebody played this theme in a quiz, and was like, identify what this is from. I would have 100% said it was from the 1990s PlayStation game Time Crisis, because it's just, it's really, it's that level of like corniness and cheesiness. And it's like, it's like just cops doing cop things. And oh it's so good. It's so, so good. Keanu Reeves is a baby in it as well. He's an absolute baby. Uh, so is so Sandra look actually. Um, but I mean, like, look, if you haven't seen Speed in a really long time, it, it is just as good as you remember it. It's just as fun as you remember it. It's great. Uh, so tonight's film is Twister, uh, which is another film that I watched a lot as a kid and like, you know, just taped off the taped off the TV. And I think, yeah, I think that- the, I've the never films, seen Twister,
3: so I might-, I might Yeah,
1: Niall, you, you watch it before next week's podcast and we'll talk about it next week because you will love Twister. I, I When I was texting you last night, I said that Twister is basically speed, but instead of a bus, there's a tornado. Um, And that's- that's basically what it is it's fantastic it's absolutely brilliant so that's tonight and then yeah i'll have to think of more more of those kind of things for over the weekend because we're not quite into spooky season yeah i can't be watching my horror films until october I no
3: think. get all the fun stuff out of the way first yeah
1: yeah and then yeah. it's like eight purge films in a row um like <laughs> 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 just all the kubricks oh it's gonna be great i'm so excited for october <laughs>
3: Well, my, fat mate, my housemate is trying to get me to watch the original TV show, well, The Shining, the 1995 uh, TV version of The Shining. Oh,
1: yeah, you should absolutely watch that. That's fantastic. Have yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You have, yeah. 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 That's brilliant. That's the one that Stephen King likes. Because, um, well, like, King liked the Kubrick one, but he just said it wasn't his book, which is fair, I think. Um, but uh, have you read The Shining? No, I haven't, actually. It's It's great. It's like, it's really great. It's very very good. Um but it it is different to the Kubrick film. Um, but it it's more like the TV show, definitely. Um I think he might have been involved, was he? Or he might have been um Yeah, I feel like he was consulted or something on it. Yeah. Consulted,
3: not insulted
1: for once, yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So. I love King though. He's great. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's that's all my stuff. Oh, oh no, sorry. I have I've an I've an album I've been listening to. You made um, an album? I did big news guys <laughs> my electronic country album uh, is coming out soon no um i've been listening to do you know do you know the film submarine that richard iovadi um adapted and directed yeah you love it yeah yeah i lo- i love that film i know
3: it because you love it
1: yeah so um alex turner from the arctic monkeys did the the soundtrack for it and he's got i think five original songs on it and I always forget that they exist, and then I remember, and then I listen to it like over and over and over again. Um, but yeah, I've been listening to the the soundtrack for that film, which are those five songs from Alex Turner. And like, if if, if anyone out there likes the Arctic Monkeys and the Last Shadow Puppets and that, and ha- hasn't listened to those songs, like absolutely get on it because I think they're they're really really fantastic songs. Um, and this week, whenever I needed a little break from Sufjan, I'd I throw those on. Um, they're really great. So yeah, that's that, those are all my recommendations, I think. Yeah,
3: very good. Uh, I watched the social dilemma, um, mm-hmm. that film that's on Netflix about how bad uh, social media is for you. I watched that, that is, too, it's good, it's interesting watch. Yeah, I know most of it. I'm, I'm not sure if I like this style of it, but um, it was interesting because it has the yeah. whole, uh. It 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 kind of dramatizes some of the ideas in it in an interesting way uh, with the I, guy from I Mad really, Men.
1: Yeah. Okay. So I really liked that whole thing. Like it could have it could have really pissed me off. Um, if anyone hasn't seen it, it's basically like they're try they're they're explaining through a dramatization how algorithms recommend um, adverts to you in in your social media. So they have like three little guys in a computer and they're like, oh, he's he he just arrived at school. Let's send him a notification and then they send off a notification and it's all very like minority report, uh like big screens and moving things around. It's super, super cheesy, but it is Pete. Is it Pete? Is that his name in yeah, Mad Men? Yeah. Uh,
3: I don't know what his real name is. I'm
1: supposed find Yeah, I I don't know his real name, but it's it's that guy from Mad Men and he's playing like all three of them and it's actually really funny and really charming. I Vincent Kartheiser. Vincent Caratizer, There you go. I really like him. He's a great actor. But um yeah, like when, when I first saw it, when that first happened, I was like, "Oh god. Oh no, I'm going to hate this." And then actually I just leaned into it and I was like, oh, "I quite like it actually." <laughs> yeah, good. It's super um, corny. Uh
3: I well, I haven't done it yet, but um there's talk of maybe trying to finish the entire um Sopranos in uh this weekend. <laughs> I don't know. How much Post- do you have left? I basically have 24 hours left of, of sopranos like 24 episodes. Mate, that's um, so doable. Oh, I know It is and it isn't But like That's It's a so lot It's a big commitment I'd love to, I'd actually love to get to the end Because I've literally been watching The spiral since April First week in April Or something like yeah. that um, Like not every week But uh, Not every day Or anything like that But
1: It'd be a nice way To close off the summer Like because it's yeah. something That you You started at the beginning of summer You can end it now And then move on yeah. to anything Do you know
3: what yeah. I really want to watch again Um Fargo The TV show um, Oh three yeah seasons Because the fourth season's coming back And I'd really love is to it? watch The first three Yeah the fourth season's coming soon And um, um, and I just, I really, really like the serial aspect Bargo. of it. Yeah, yeah, it was. It it's better than it had any right to be. Uh, other than that, I've been um, uh, listening to the Tape Notes podcast, which is kind of like a um, a UK John Kennedy presenter talks to artists and producers about an album that they worked on. The ones I listened to were Georgia um, and Caribou, both very interesting. And you get a lot of background details into how somebody. Uh, makes an album how those artists make an album how the with certainly with the georgian one and mark ralph it's more about you know she's bringing music to him and what they what the role of producer is in that kind of modern context i found that quite interesting um and yeah i've been listening to a lot of that this week so cool. uh, i would recommend that uh, there's quite a lot of people involved in, and and uh, things episodes of that to listen to so uh i would recommend it yeah that's that's cool. mainly me this week, I think Me too Nothing major otherwise I just listen to the Salt album a lot Listen to the Salt album, S-A-U-L-T um, Untitled Rise is the second one So, I <laughs> seen as the copy of the album arrived during the podcast I actually did buy the second one last Friday So, apparently I'll get it before Christmas So, there we go Quicker Don't than J-Paul anyway 15 uh, months uh. But we got okay, it, We got it. No, we I didn't. I played it. You got it. <laughs> are you, it's, it's there for you.
1: It's there, it's for, there you. for me, yeah. It's here. It's in the country, at least. So.
3: Will they post it out to you?
1: I don't know. I might ask. Yeah, I think I will. <laughs> oh,
3: God. <clears throat> okay. Thank you, Andrea.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Niall. Thank you, Podcast listeners. Podcast
3: 106. Uh, recorded for the first time in before... Um, lunchtime, which is maybe the first time we've ever done this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, what are you gonna have
1: for your lunch now?
3: What am I gonna have for my lunch? Um, I'm gonna have. So there's this thing called uh, a black bean rayu. Have you had the, uh, the brand? Um, Katie Sanderson does it. Um, no, don't think so. She does these peanut rayus, and uh, what is it called? What is the actual brand called? Masu, yeah, white Masu. Uh, well, she's doing a black bean chili one. And it goes fantastic on eggs and I love condiments. Yummy. Big fan of condiments. Me too. Go for them. Uh, that on eggs is uh, is my jam. So uh, Excellent.
1: Yeah. I'm going to have a Lidl focaccia and I'm very excited about it.
3: Very good. Very and good. maybe more, more Brack. All... <laughs> more barn Brack. You mm. lean into your autum- aut- autumnal vibes.
1: Oh, I'm, I'm in. I'm fully in.
3: You're gonna just turn into leaves, Sam. Yes,
1: yes, it is me, a pile of leaves.
3: <laughs> okay, Andrea, thanks very much. Um, Thank we'll talk to you next week. Uh, we're gonna finish. Why not? We we'll finish with C and I want to be a cowboy baby. Talk bye. to you next week.
1: Bye bye.
2: Oh